Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us for this week's regular podcast. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you, distracted as you may be by whatever you're looking at out your window. Um, how are things? Traffic, Tim. There's a truck passing the church, you know. Oh, no traffic happen. report. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they stopped and then they kept going. So, ah, so. Excellent. Well, today is actually, uh, well, today is February 17th, 2021, and it's Ash Wednesday. Um, so it is. I don't, I don't know if we wish happy Ash Wednesdays to people or not, uh, but uh, we recognize that that's today. Um, you, you've got reflective a, Ash Wednesday to you, Tim. That's a great way to do it. You've got a little something on your forehead. I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to, yeah. It's, it's kind of wearing in. <laughs> it's absorbed. I guess it was uh, darker. Yeah. So, so what is, what, as we get started, just to remind folks, what is, what is Ash Wednesday all about? Why, um, why do you have a smudge on your forehead? Well, the scriptures tell us that from the dust we came into the dust we shall return, or ashes to ashes, that uh, we are mortal creatures. Yeah, the scriptures tell us, importantly, that we're created in the image of God, but we're, we're also uh, fragile, and our lives are, in a biological way, temporary. And so Ash Wednesday is this recognition that though we're alive, um, we, we, we will die, and um, we don't often remember that, or we try to forget it in our daily life. Um, and Ash Wednesday is this stark day where we recognize and remember um, that that we are mortal, that we're also sinners, and, and that we're in need of God. And without Him, we have no hope. Um, yeah. So, so you smudge, you get ashes smudged on your forehead in the sign of a cross, and remember that. Who am I really without God? And without that intervention of Christ and his cross and his resurrection, um, I have no hope. I'm just dust or ashes. And and so it's a time to reflect on our mortality, our sinfulness, our need for Christ as we start the season of Lent. Because we're journeying to the cross and to the empty tomb, to the resurrection. Why do we need those things? Why do we need uh, the Son of God dying on the cross and an empty tomb? Uh, we need them because of of our condition and his love for people in our condition. Um, they are our means of uh, restoration. He is our our means of restoration. So, um, yeah, it's the start of a of the season of Lent, a deeply reflective season where we think about who is God, uh, who are we, who is God calling us to be, how might we be falling short, what 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 are we spending our life on that maybe we shouldn't be. Uh, all kinds of things that we reflect on. What good can we do? What good are we avoiding? Um, you know, and so we we intentionally think about these things and ask God or give God space and time uh, to work on us as we should the whole year round. But as we see in the Christian calendar, we have seasons where we where we're intentional because it's so easy to to just get off track or get in cruise control. So. We love this season of Lent because it's a time to intentionally reset and let let God work on us. That's, yeah, that's a great way of describing it. And and this morning we had some Ash Wednesday uh, uh, kind of individual services. We call it curbside ashes to go, and people drove up or walked up, and uh, we did a, a very brief service as they got their day started. But this evening, if 
uh, people are watching it on Ash Wednesday uh, in 2021, you can still join us at 6 p.m. Uh, here in the church parking lot where you're going to lead a service. Uh, we're also going to broadcast it over the radio. Do you want to talk a little bit about that um, before we move on to the next thing? Yeah, I, I appreciated the service I received from you this morning, Tim. Uh, personal and, and, and fairly brief. Uh, the service that we'll have tonight at six is, is a congregational service, even if you're in your vehicle or if you're standing in the parking lot. And it's, it's prayers, it's scripture, it's a reflection about what is Ash Wednesday, what is Lent, what might you do with it. It's, and it's an opportunity to receive the mark of ashes if you want to do that. So um, that's about all it is. It's about 20 minutes in length. Um, and so six o'clock, we'll start very, very close to six o'clock, maybe 601. Um, we want to be all done by 625 because the youth start showing up for youth group. Uh, but uh, also, we, you know, Ash Wednesday services are traditionally pretty brief at our church. So um, but come and start off your season of Lent if, if you can, if you're hearing this um, and start start off this very important reflective season. Great. Um, so, yeah, today is Ash Wednesday, and uh, we hope that you can join us for it at that service if you haven't already. Um, so, great. So, we can check Ash Wednesday discussion off. Uh, we have been talking about Ash Wednesday for a little bit uh, over the last couple of weeks, and um, if you want to just talk to somebody about Ash Wednesday, I'm sure Pastor Corey or I would be happy to talk with you individually about that. But one other thing thing we want to talk about is some changes that have happened uh, in our community, in our region regarding COVID-19 and what that means for us as a congregation too. And we've done a podcast, uh, our Called to Care podcast this week, which is in short but in-depth into exactly what that is. Uh, but we wanted to recap it uh, here for you if you missed that. We want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's, it's terrific, I'm sure. Uh, huh. But uh, it, it's more detail, but we wanted to say some changes are coming. So, uh, Pastor Corey, do you want to just uh, summarize that for us and what has happened and what are the changes that we can look forward to immediately? Um, because we know that more information is coming later. Yeah, more information is coming and it's good information. But uh, the first big thing is numbers are going in a good direction. You know, infections are going down. Um, part of the reason the eastern region is in phase two is all the good numbers are going in a good way and the negative numbers are, are, are going down, which is good. Uh, and so that's good. And uh, we one of our metrics that we were watching it without getting into it, we get into it a little bit on our other podcasts. It, it's crossed under a line where we can have in-person Bible study options for adults and um, in-person worship watch parties at the, the church sanctuary uh, starting soon. So uh, look out for a mid-month mailing. Um, but if you want to be with your Bible, some of your Bible study uh, friends, um, starting next week, you can have an in-person Bible study option. So each Bible study can talk about that, talk about the options available. But as far as the church, we have some more options available in person now. And that's good news. Yeah. And it's a step in the right direction, right? Because yeah, good things are happening. Cool. 
so uh, yeah, so be on the lookout and um, we're not going from only Zoom to only in person because we wanna still respect those individuals who maybe don't, aren't comfortable yet coming to in-person. So uh, we've, we've been calling it hybrid. You can still join by Zoom if you want, uh, but there will be in-person available for those who are comfortable doing it. Right. And there'll be some Bible studies that say, you know what, we're a Zoom-only Bible study. We meet at seven at night. We want to stay Zoom-only. It's easier or something. Right. That's that it's Bible study's choice. And then their PJs or whatever. That's fine. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So great news and more to look forward to. So be on the lookout for that mid-month mailing and uh, the March newsletter as we get to that point. We'll also have more information, I'm sure, as well. So that being said, we've checked off our uh, announcements kind of for the day, which leads us leaves us with uh, a discussion of the scripture. Uh, and uh, this week, we're continuing our, our sermon series that you may believe. We've been journeying through the Gospel of John. Uh, we've made it now to chapter five. And uh, Pastor Corey, you're going to be uh, teaching from that section, chapter five, verses 19 through 29, if I'm remembering correctly. You are. So, uh, what's going on in chapter five that we need to be paying attention to? <laughs> It is a doozy, Tim. Uh, chapter 5, starting with verse 19, it's it's not a narrative, so it's not a story like we've been seeing of Jesus uh, meeting with a person or healing someone. Um, it's, it's Jesus teaching and teaching about himself and his relationship to the Father. And, you know, because there's some religious leaders that are saying that, you know, he Jesus is equating himself to God you know, to God, the father and to the religious leaders of the day, that was a real problem. And so Jesus spoke into that and basically says that he and the father are working together and he doesn't do anything apart from the father's will. Um, and that the father's given him authority to do what he's doing. And, uh, his, his father has handed over him judgment that, um, and that, yeah, so he, there's some big stuff here, Tim, uh, nature of God stuff, uh, judgment, eternal life is brought up in this section. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have yet to preach it. Obviously, we're still talking about it, working through it. Um, we've been studying in our Bible studies. It is just a, a deep section. And in each of the Bible studies I've been a part of this week, um, it's confusing for, for folks. Um, and I don't think Jesus was intending confusion i think but i think he one he's he's speaking first he spoke to that audience uh that had their cultural assumptions right so when you read the bible one important thing to remember is to not just take it immediately into our context that's really tempting to do so you know you read it it's words on a page and you can immediately think well what does this mean to me but i want to tell you that that's not the first step you should ever do when you're reading the bible you should, as best as you can, try to understand what did this mean when Jesus taught it. And it, it still has living truth for today. I'm not denying that. But you, you want to understand, um, you know, that he was talking to religious leaders of, of his own people group, right? To Jewish religious leaders. What did they understand about eternal life? For example, this is 2,000 years ago. 
they didn't know God was Trinity yet. So you should, you, you have to remember that, right? They didn't know that the Holy Spirit was God. Um, they, they, they saw Jesus's claims towards divinity as blasphemy or insulting God. And, and they were trying to honor their own, their own faith or religion. So remembering, um, their perspective is really important. And it also then can enrich your study of the scriptures. And then the meaning will come out of that. You go, oh, okay. So that's what they're kind of, that's what Jesus is talking to them about and really wants them to understand who he really is. I, I think an important thing about this section, I'm going to challenge the listener or the watcher, read it for yourself rather than us reading it here. John 5, 19 through 29. And just think, what is Jesus trying to help that original audience understand? you know, help those religious leaders understand. And I think you'll see a big point that he's trying to help them see at a very basic level that he is the son from the father. And he's going to repeat that message as you read through John. And I know some of you have been reading and rereading through John, that he is the son of the father, the only begotten son of the father. And he's come to do the father's will. Uh, and they are God together along with the, the Holy Spirit. So, um, yeah, so that's one big point, just as a Bible study note, that when you read the scripture, don't start to the, to the application um, step right off the bat. Like, how do I put this into my life? Think, what does this mean? And, and how do you answer that question? Well, what did it mean to the people Jesus was talking to in that situation? Um, because what it means to you should not contradict what it meant back then. It should somehow come out of that out of original yeah. meaning because yeah. that original meaning never gets invalidated or changed. So we need to really understand that first. Um, you know, and that's, you know, it's important then because you might, you might like if you opened your Bible and started right there in chapter five, verse 19, and you're like, oh, well, what does that mean? Um so you might be out there listening or watching this podcast and be like, well, that's crazy. So what do you do? Well, one, you can go backwards, uh, start at the beginning of the book and, and start reading the context. Um, so that's helpful. There's also in our uh, ESV study Bibles that we hand out here, there's great book introductions and things like that that help provide some more of that context. Uh, that's part of what participating in a worship service is uh, by coming and being attentive. What you try to do is help bring some of that out for people to help them understand. And then also just reading the Bible as a whole can help give you a uh, context to help you understand original meaning. Because uh, there are threads. There's a thread from the beginning to the end uh, yeah. of the story that the more you know of your scripture, the more it all makes sense. And, and, and someone could be saying, well, that's nice, Tim, but how in the world am I going to do that if I'm new? And again, this is another reason we give out study Bibles. I'm glad you mentioned it. And if anybody out there wants one, we have some ready to give out. Uh, good study Bibles will have what's called cross-references. And, and right there, we'll make connections to other places in the Bible where what is being taught in the section you're reading uh, can be informed by another section. Yeah. So you can... You can go back, and I did this in one of our Bible studies this week. I went back to a reference in, in a, an Old Testament book in Daniel 12, verse 2, where, where it's talking about a future resurrection, which is one of the topics in this John 5 passage. 
And, and I believe Jesus was, for his Jewish audience at the time, he was referring to this idea that they had a resurrection, that Daniel, one of the prophets of the Old Testament, uh, spoke about. And so Jesus was kind of claiming that old promise. Now, that's something we as modern readers could totally miss if we don't do that big work you're talking about of seeing a particular passage as part of a book, but also the book as part of the bigger story of the Bible. And there are something, there's a lot of these big themes of the Bible are woven throughout the different books and connected. And it's an ongoing story and teaching of God. And so, um, yeah, that wonderful tips you said of read back into the book. You know, if you, if you're just starting with us in John, one thing you go is start back at first John and read the first four chapters and get some context and, and then also uh, join a Bible study <laughs> uh, and, and uh, you'll get some context from your Bible study leader or, or get a study Bible and look at the cross-references, cross-references, ah! I love it. <laughs> uh, kept wanting to say cross-references. Or, and a study Bible has good study notes and uh, study notes underneath there. Sometimes people jump to those almost too fast, or I know I do, instead of asking yourself the questions or going to the cross-references, because it's so tempting to just, oh, I'll go right to the study notes and just, you know, have the scholar tell me what it means, uh, which I'm glad for study Bibles and study notes, but it's also fun to ask your own questions and think it through, ponder, read some other scriptures first on your own be before you then just jump to uh, study notes. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the big question I think I'm going to deal with in my sermon, Tim, is um, who is Jesus? You know, who is Jesus? And who does Jesus say that he is? Because um, other people in this, in the Gospel of John, are having problems with who Jesus says he is. Right. But who, who is Jesus? Um, is, he, is he who he says he is? And um, why is that such a big problem for these other folks? Yeah. Uh, it seems that he's saying, if you believe in who I am, um, if you really believe in who I am, he says, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. So if you, ever, if you really listen to Jesus and his words and believe in Jesus' plan, Jesus and the Father's plan, uh, it has everything to do with whether you will have eternal life. That's John 5, 24. Um, so, so it's really important um, to ask that question and listen to Christ's words about who he is. Um, we don't study the Bible to become, just to become experts at knowledge. Uh, we, we study the Bible to hear God's truth so that we can become uh, the people God is calling us to become uh, through faith, through trusting him. So, so do you believe his words are what we need to hear uh, so that we can believe and have eternal life? That's, that's a big, big question that every person needs to answer. And what an interesting question to wrestle with on Ash Wednesday as we consider our mortality and our humanity and uh, the limits of our, our physical bodies and, and what we are. And we recognize that uh, one day this body too will perish. 
but that there's this hope that Jesus offers us in this scripture for something greater, uh, for eternal life, as you said, for that resurrection, that renewal and restoration. And, and so uh, Jesus, uh, as, we, as we look at the identity of Jesus, I guess, you know, one of the things we see here is, is uh, a person uh, who offers us some hope. Uh, and in, in the kind of world in which we live in, <laughs> uh, hope is a good thing uh, and something that we all need. And oftentimes we put our hope in the wrong places, but um, what we see Jesus talking about here is that we can put, you know, we can put our hope in him for the things that really matter. Um, I don't know. That's just a little connection I was drawing. As no, I, I, you're thinking yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I think. You know, Ash Wednesday is a stark reminder of difficult things, death, and like, where is the hope out of death, you know? And that's kind of the point of Ash Wednesday is to, to be honest about our reality so that we can see our hope. We have no hope besides Christ. And, you know, but I think what I want to say about hope with this section is that Christ comes and says, you have a present and a future hope available to you in God. And that the hope of being in Christ is not just heaven after we die. I mean, Jesus is really clear here. Look, look at it for yourself. John 5, 25 is one of the places, but he says, truly, truly, whenever Jesus says that, it's like he's saying, pay attention, pay attention. <laughs> truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. So Jesus, again, was connecting to some of those old promises and was basically saying the promises of old are coming true now, um, that, that there is new life coming to the, to the dead, to us, to the spiritually dead, who cannot be truly alive without God's help. Without his help, we are just dust and ashes. But, but with God's help, um, with his help through Jesus Christ, uh, we we will live and so eternity for those who hear christ and believe starts now the eternal we have that future and present hope of god with us that we are we are loved uh, we are forgiven we are given meaning and purpose we will have relationship with god um, fully accepted in christ cannot be reversed fully accepted and we'll have that relationship now and forever uh, no matter what we struggle with, um, he, because it's about him. He has come to us. He has come to uh, fulfill his promises uh, to to bring his kingdom and to invite us in. And so uh, when he says the hour is coming and is now here, that's really good news. Because it also says the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. So we are the dead <laughs> Uh, I am the dead, you are the dead, who at some point in our lives, we heard the voice of Christ saying, I love you, follow me, your sins are forgiven, you can have new life in me. All the things Christ says to us who are dead in our trespasses and sins. And we hear that and we believe what he's saying. And then he gives us new life, eternal life starts that moment when we believe him. And I, I pray if there's anybody listening out there that you haven't had that moment where you, you've heard Christ's promises and said, I believe in him. 
uh, I pray that you would would believe in him and believe those those promises are true for you, that God does love you. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to forgive you and make you whole and to bring you into relationship with him forever. And that forever starts now, as soon as you believe. And it's very, very good news. And uh, once that happens in your heart, you are a new creation and you'll have new peace, new hope, uh, 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 new purpose and meaning for your life. And it's the most beautiful thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. So who is Jesus and what is he offering? I think just some huge questions in our text this week. And sounds like some pretty amazing answers there. So the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's great. I, I'm stoked. I felt a little bit like I was being preached to there. It was really good. Uh, Trying to save you, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm saved. It's good. Oh. <laughs> cool. Well, well we have a funny story about that. Tina tells it better than I do, but we had some missionary friends that were on a mission trip, literally on a mission trip, you know, and some guy, a street preacher came up to one of the lead, lead missionaries of this group and was witnessing to him. <laughs> and then our missionary friend was trying to convince him, no, no, like I am saved. I am saved. The guy just keeps preaching to him. Like I, I have Jesus in my heart. And the guy just keeps preaching to him. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So you've heard the words of Christ and you've begun eternal life already. All right. Sounds good. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to join us for that message, you can, uh, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Sunday at nine or 11 AM. We'll be on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, of course, you can catch it later in the week, uh, also on those platforms, as well as the audio of the sermon on the website, policechurch.org. Look under resources and then sermons. Um, not in person yet. Not in person yet, but that's soon. a teaser okay. there. That's so, a teaser. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything else or that was that fast? No, it was just awesome and encouraging, and oh, good. I hope other people are encouraged too and excited about uh, the scripture from John, and we look forward to having you join us as we continue our journey through this gospel. Um, cool. So I'm going to sign us off. Thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Zoom studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, and we hope you have a blessed start to your Lenten season. We'll see Bye -bye. you next time.